0: And welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 209. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for listening. Uh, Today's episode is about some local politics. Woo! But actually, woo! (laughs) Uh, Because this is not just about this particular race, although it is, but I feel like the issues uh, that are involved pertain to a lot of, um, political situations and not just political situations either. Um, so yeah, but if you live in Astoria, New York, Astoria, Queens, then this may be your drama right now. It is the like nonstop topic of conversation (laughs) in my neck of the woods. Um, but Uh, Yeah, I'll tell you more about it after I read it to you, but it is called The Difference Between A and Z and Progressive Politics. My state assembly member has been kind of amazing at her job. Let's call her A, because this is about her, but not really about her. She is amazing, though. She's super progressive and has gotten some really sticky legislation passed. She's kind of heroic that way. Every time I've sent her emails through ResistBot or something, when I wasn't quite clear who was supposed to handle the thing I was concerned about, she has responded to those emails immediately. And almost every time, the response has been something like, thank you for your message, I sponsored a bill about this, and I'm working to pass it now it's happened more than once. She's ahead of me every time. She's remarkable. So that's A. Z showed up a few months before the primary elections. We started to get flyers from him and see posters. I couldn't figure out whose seat he was running for because he was pitching himself as a progressive change candidate And both of our state reps are some of the most progressive reps around. Like, who is he trying to unseat? Our progressive state senator who kicked off the cancel rent movement? Or our state assembly member who has been helping the senator to get it passed and co-sponsored the police accountability bill? But it turned out it was A, that Z was running against. Our amazing state assembly member. From the start, something about Z's campaign rubbed me the wrong way, and it made me feel very strange. I agreed with his positions, sure, but those positions were basically the same as our current rep. What case could he possibly have for replacing a seasoned, highly capable, progressive woman? Well, we found out soon enough that his narrative was that she had taken money from real estate after pledging not to. That was pretty much it. And yes, that real estate business did give me pause. It seemed out of character for her to do such a thing, but you know, she's a politician. You never can be sure. But most importantly to me, if she had taken money from real estate, it hadn't impacted any of her legislative choices. She remained a fierce advocate for tenants and for canceling rent. Zee was saying stuff I believe in, But A was doing stuff I believe in and has been for nine years. So after considering them both carefully, I filled out my absentee ballot enthusiastically for A. And I cannot stop thinking about these two, especially now that preliminary election results are trickling in and he's ahead of her by 600 votes. Because here's the thing. There was no reason for him to run Everything he wants to do, A is already working on and has the colleagues in Albany and the consensus in the community to do it. She's good at her job, and he's never done this before. Why is he running? It feels like he's running because he can, because he has friends in high places who want to help get him into politics, and maybe he's got a little bit of a hero complex. Z is very charming. But for a guy who has a feminism for all platform on his website, it feels a little out of alignment with his ideals to try and unseat a capable, highly capable older woman who fought like hell to get where she is and continues to fight like hell for her constituents. She's on the young side of Gen X. He's on the young side of millennial. This whole campaign has the flavor of the young man turning up and expecting to be hailed as a king for doing the thing the woman has already been doing for almost a decade. She's a lifelong member of this community. He moved here a year and a half ago. There are things in our freezer that have lived here longer than him. And there is another layer. We don't have class here in America. Boy, do we ever not have class. But if we did have classes, and I'm kidding, of course we do, we just pretend not to, she would be from the working class, and he would be from the ruling class. Her parents ran a deli. His parents are a renowned professor at an Ivy League college and an Academy Award-nominated Hollywood film director. So... Now, we're looking at a working-class Gen X woman just beginning to experience the erasure that kicks in for women in their 40s, being possibly pushed out by a ruling-class interloper millennial man. And fundamentally, their positions are almost exactly the same. They disagree about almost nothing. In their online debate, he pretty much wanted the same stuff she did but felt it wasn't done fast enough. A pointed out that until last year, they'd been blocked by a Republican Senate and were playing catch-up a bit. It's as if Z had no awareness of what had come before. As if he'd never heard of the IDC, that A had to fight so hard to change. Uh, The IDC are faux-Democrats who blocked progressive legislation. But Z's been out, chalking the streets, blanketing the neighborhood with his expertly branded flyers repeating all the slogans of the moment. In this debate, he proclaimed that we must defund the police. And I could almost hear the hashtag. A agreed that yes, we do need to reallocate funds from the police to our schools and such. She's been working on it. This whole campaign feels like a big-picture version of a woman sharing her idea at a meeting, and then a man says exactly the same thing a few minutes later and everyone oohs and ahs. Except in this case, not only has the woman just said her idea, she's also already done all of the work for it. And then the man swoops in and gets the applause. The more I think about it, the more enraged I get. The gender dynamics are one thing, and the class dynamics are another. Z's campaign is sponsored by the Democratic Socialists of America, the DSA, And theoretically, the DSA should have some awareness of class. Theoretically, the DSA, as a left-leaning organization, should have some affinity with the working class. But rather than offering their support to the current working class woman assembly member, they threw their weight behind a ruling class man. The DSA has had some real struggles about how their gender politics are perceived throughout the Bernie Sanders campaign. They're really not doing themselves any favors in that department here. Anyway, A had the endorsement of almost every union, that is, the support of labor. Z had the endorsement of celebrity members of the DSA. And why on earth is the DSA not aligned with labor? Isn't that the whole point of socialism, to support the working class? Oh, man, this whole thing gets me so worked up. Because here's the thing. A has been one of the most fierce advocates for women in our state. She got major sexual harassment legislation passed, and she co-sponsored the Reproductive Health Act. I just noticed in her latest email newsletter that she's pointed her constituents to where they can get free period products. Addressing period poverty, a thing I've heard almost no one talk about in this country. She's not out here bragging about it because, frankly, she's not that great at self-promotion. She's a classic Gen X woman, just getting the job done. If we lose her, we lose one of the best feminist lawmakers I've seen. This should be a highly local race, but Z's donors include many celebrities who not only don't live in the neighborhood, they don't even live in the borough. A's donors are mostly local, and yes, she did take some money from the police union, but they're a labor union too, so it's complicated. And she gave it back. As for those hotly contested donations that Z accused A of receiving from the real estate developers, they discussed them during the debate. Let me remind you, before I tell you this story that these donations have literally been the centerpiece of Z's campaign. They are what all his volunteers have been primed to speak about and the issue that has been on all his materials. Just remember that. Now, they're on this Facebook Live debate and Z names these two donors and proclaims them to be the most egregious real estate people in the area. Let's call them George Smith and Carol Jones. When A is given the opportunity to respond, she lets Z know that what he doesn't know is that here in the Greek community, lots of people have the same name. So George Smith is not George Smith, the real estate developer, but his cousin, George Smith. Z is stunned and asks her about the other one, Carol Jones. Turns out... Carol Jones owns not one piece of property and works as a paraprofessional. In other words, about as far away from a real estate developer as you could get. The central issue of Z's campaign against A is not real. It's a giant mistake. And it's a mistake that reflects a lack of knowledge about a very large swath of our historically Greek community. It was a hell of a moment. Now, did Z apologize? No, no, he did not. It was as if it had never happened. And even though he learned this days before the election, all of his volunteers were still declaring that the reason to vote for him was because his opponent said she wouldn't take real estate money, and then she did. But that's a lie. It was a mistake before. Then it became a lie burns me up, especially because it seemed to have worked for at least 600 more people than I would have liked. The thing is, though, this is a super local race. So local. You don't know A, and you don't know Z, though you probably know his mom since she's a super famous director. Whatever the results, it will likely have no major impact on anyone outside of New York State. But the pattern, folks, the pattern. This pattern keeps repeating itself and repeating itself, and now it's repeating itself between two ideologically similar candidates. We fall for the charming ruling class young man who swoops in to save the day, while the working class women who've done all the hard work are erased. And I am so done with this. I don't know what's going to happen with this particular election, Two-thirds of the votes were absentee and haven't been counted yet, and I know at least two of them are for A, but I'm mostly just mad at the DSA for running Z here. Take that condescending ruling class memetude somewhere that needs a progressive candidate. We have one. She's great. She may be unpolished, and boy, I know she's unpolished. A, blunt lawmaker that she is, when asked what to do first in the legislature, brought up the reclassification of rape. In the process, she probably said the words anal rape four times. No political advisor in the world would have advised that. But she is amazing. I enjoy the lack of polish quite a bit, actually. It is very refreshing. Why on earth did the DSA, if they wanted a candidate in this neighborhood so badly, not just ask her if they could endorse her? If there was something they wanted to get done that she wasn't doing, why didn't they just lay that out to see if it's something she could work on? I really do not understand at all why an organization that is supposedly for the working people would try to displace a lefty working class woman to install a ruling class elite man. As A said about the DSA in a local article... I don't disagree with any of the issues that they've put forward, from criminal justice reforms to decarceration to making sure that we expand health care to making sure that we protect our environment. I don't know how you can run from the left of me. There is no room. End quote. It's definitely not the first time a man has pressed his way into a woman's space when there was no room for him there. Coincidentally... There is another as-yet-undecided election in our area with oddly similar demographics. In the congressional race, another handsome South Asian millennial man is running to defeat the older white woman incumbent. But in that case, there was ample room on the left. The incumbent there has voted with Republicans on several things and is closely tied to New York real estate interests. I was very happy to vote for the progressive man challenging her. He would replace a woman who's done some racist things, some anti-vax things, and I would be very happy to see the back of her. In that case, the younger man is actually more progressive. So I'm not saying no young man should ever replace an older woman. Some should absolutely be replaced. But this situation is not that other situation. In the case of A and Z, when their views are essentially the same, it mostly just feels like an intense example of sexism, as well as classism and ageism. It reminds me of that classic cartoon of a group of people at a meeting, and the man at the head of the conference table says, that's an excellent suggestion, Miss Triggs. Perhaps one of the men here would like to make it. It feels like the electorate is saying, Nice ideas, eh? Is there a man available who could make them? And lo and behold, one arrived. And here we are, possibly about to lose one of the most feminist lawmakers we have. So I wrote this a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we still don't know anything. (laughs) They have not even started counting our ballots. Uh, And apparently there's this whole thing about them not possibly not counting like a whole slew of ballots because of some postmark issues that somehow they weren't postmarked because they are, you know, no postage necessary. Anyway, it's super complicated and sounds really dumb, Uh, but they haven't even counted our ballots yet. So we still don't know uh, about this race or the other ones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to go ahead and get this one up, even though it's a little bit out of order, because it's at least still still pretty current, because we still don't know. <laughs> I was hoping we'd know by today. Like, I thought, oh, maybe I'll, I'll record this one uh, today, and then I'll be able to tell you, oh, here's what actually happened. But I actually don't know. Uh, that's probably going to be another post. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. Um, yeah. So... Uh, I didn't name the two candidates because I, I was hoping it would be more universal that way. Also, I just couldn't resist because her name does begin with A and his name does begin with Z. So it is, it's just like kind of a perfect end of the spectrum kind of situation. Uh, but in case you're curious and you want to look them up, you are welcome to. Her name is Aravella Simotas and he's Zoran Mamdani. Uh, And his mom is Mira Nair. So if you've seen uh, some of her Academy Award nominated work, (laughs) you have uh, seen this guy's mom's work. Maybe her. I don't know. Um, Yeah. And some of the celebrities that were like at his fundraiser were uh, Sarah Silverman, Cynthia Nixon, and you know what? Like I like Cynthia Nixon. I actually voted for her when she was running for governor. I think she actually would have been great. So I don't know what she's doing. But, um, you know, it probably, it's just like that uh, f- fancy people know fancy people, and then they support their fancy people's kids. Of course, right? Like, that's just logic. <sighs> anyway, you can uh, watch that Facebook Live debate if you would like. It's really something. <laughs> Like it's really, I like my jaw fell to the floor in that real estate moment. I, I actually, I was, I was pacing during the whole thing. So I just screamed. In fact, I did, it wasn't as simple as a jaw drop. It was like, a, oh my God. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So we don't know. We don't know. And I'm still mad about it. <laughs> like really still, S- still I am. And I guess we'll find out soon. I hope. But even if we do find out, if those ballots aren't count, anyway, it's a... Uh, So, um, what I have done for a song here is I could not find a song that felt right for this. So I was like, you know what? I need to... I should write one that is like, you know, the experience of being at a meeting and having your idea that you just said repeated by a man and actually being heard. Uh, I was like, oh, I should write a song that's, like, about that experience because that's something that a lot of us um, have some familiarity with and could use a song about. Uh, so I started to write it, and then I realized that there's really only one thing to say. Um, so it's a, it's a funny kind of a song in that there are not a lot of lyrics. There's really just basically one that repeats and repeats and repeats. Um, but hopefully it might be, uh, I don't know if cathartic is what it would be. I, it, it just like, it, it may it may speak to the experience <laughs> a little bit. Um, so I'm going to play that for you in just a minute. Also, I decided to, I might throw it on to, um, I'm doing these Dragon City radios on my other podcast, On the Dragoning, and um, basically I'm writing like little songs and little um, ads and things like that, which some of which have been here already. Um, so I, I wrote this song for this podcast, and then as I was trying to put together this week's Dragon City Radio, I was like, oh, actually, this, this actually might work on this podcast as well. So I'm turning, uh, d- the song is going to do double duty this week, um, so... If you want to hear it again after you listen to this podcast, you can go listen to the other one, which also comes out on Mondays. So there you go. Uh, Look for The Dragoning in whatever podcast app you're in. And subscribe and rate and review. Do that for this one, too, while you're there. Uh, Yeah, so if you like this podcast, that's so awesome. Um, Thank you. Uh, And uh, if you want to support it, uh, tell someone. Uh, Or if you want to support it with some dollar bills, there's patreon.com slash emilyrdavis. There's also PayPal and Ko-fi. Those links are in the show notes. And, And so, yeah, without further ado, here is this silly song I made up on GarageBand. You know I just said that, right? You know I just said that. You know I just said that, right? You know I just said that. You know I just said that, right? You know I just said that. just said that, right? You know I just said that. You know I just said that, right? You know I just said that. You know I just said that, right? You know I just said that. You know I just said that, right? You know I just Just yeah. You know that, right? I just said that. I just said that. I just said that. I just said that. I just said